Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Becoming Hybrid. This was a really big week for Bondi and I, and not so much on the business front, but on the inspiration front and on the basis of, or in just from meeting amazing people who have inspired us, just to be really simple with that. And so Bondi, it happened to you first. We both had situations this week that completely changed our perspectives, changed our minds, and really inspired us. We really want to talk about it and share these experiences with you. And so, Bondi, yours happened first, so uh, go ahead and, and, and tell us about it, because he hasn't even told me yet. He's literally been saving it for this, so it better be good, bro. It better be perfect. And Yeah, right? And so, it's funny that this stuff happens to us now, like... It'll happen to me, and then the next day you're like, "Dude, I had the cra craziest conversation." And every time, every time, and it's we actually crazy. have to stop. We 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 decided to stop telling each other about these stories so frequently because then we go to talk about them. It's like we've talked it out to its full extent, and then on the podcast, it's just not as lively and energetic. So this is special because it's the first time I think we've actually held off successfully and not talking about something that was pretty big. So yeah, I think you're right. I remember that one time I, I caught you off guard telling that story about Joe and Jake Owen and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, that wasn't that wasn't nearly as as changing and, and moving as what happened this week for you and I. For yeah, sure. as, as impactful. So what happened was just to set the stage for the story. I I already said on on one of the episodes that I left my full time job, and it was a really enlightening experience for me and by itself. And I actually had a, an interesting experience turning all my stuff back in yesterday up in Jacksonville and, and just talking to people. I didn't want to just like Irish goodbye and just like send my laptop and peace out and people never saw me again. Like I'm big on relationships and future relationships. So I was like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to tell everybody what I'm doing. I'm going to tell them I'm leaving, you know, get to shake everybody's hand one last time. So beside that though, what I had done is just sort of floated my resume out to a couple companies that I knew were hiring and I felt were good sales positions because ultimately what businesses is sales. And I felt like, okay, over the next year as we're building this business and this podcast, it wouldn't hurt to be in a good sales position and just pick up some new skills, learn from some experienced individuals. Well, I applied to this company and I didn't really know too much about them, but Turns out, I get a call from a guy who says, hey, the, the owner of the company asked me to reach out to you. He got your resume. He said, it's super interesting. He, he wants to get on a call with you. I said, oh, fantastic. That'd be great. He told me what the company was, what the position was. So anyways, I have this interview set up, 30-minute interview with the owner of the company. And keep in mind, I'm not really sure. I, I look more into the company and whatnot. And so they're, they're a staffing firm, recruiting agency. There's different names, but it's recruiting and staffing. So I get on the call with this guy and turns out he's got four kids, two of them are at FSU, so that we have a lot of like background connections. He went to Florida State. We started talking immediately just about, you know, FSU and and I could I we warmed up to each other really quickly and then he goes, "Look, I'm a super transparent guy." He said, "I looked through about 50 resumes and threw 49 of them out." He goes, "Your resume is extremely interesting to me and very appealing to me." And he goes, my first question, though, is why are you applying to this job? He was like, I don't get it uh, based on your resume. He's like, he's like, why, why are you applying to this job? And I said, well, it's business development, it's sales, and I really want to grow my skills in, those, in that area. And he said, okay. And this is where things just totally took a 180. And he was like, he was like this is going to be a super unconventional interview. And we just started talking. 
And he started yeah, he started it with that. Yeah, he literally was like, he was like, this isn't going to be a normal interview. He goes, I just want to talk. Like, I'm very curious to hear more about you. <laughs> oh, this guy's curious about you. About That's me. So cool. About me. So what he did, what he said was, and this is, I really appreciate it. He goes, look, you have an extremely impressive resume. And for just to give background on that, my resume has the coffee company. It has the first podcast that I did during college with my professors. It has... Um, it has a couple different entrepreneurial ventures, and then I have I have a published academic article in, in a journal, so that is obviously like a unique thing to have, and then also to have started a coffee roasting company, and then to have coached a cheerleading team, all this different stuff. So he was like, he's like, what in your life was the event that made you that that gave you the drive you have and work ethic you have that was the first question he hit me with he goes what mm, in your life wow i love that it, and i was like huh he was like what moment was it because he goes something happened at some point in your life that made you different and he goes mate taught you drive taught you hard work taught you perseverance i was like I was like, this is the most real, I, I literally said to him, I go, that's the most real interview question I have ever that's gotten. That's the best interview question I've ever heard. I, I'm so in love with that. And that's, it's funny because you had told me, oh, Ryan, you have such good questions. That's literally the type of question I would ask in an interview if somebody like you showed up. It is. It, it's 100%. That's awesome. And you, you that's do. awesome. Your questions are so good. And so this guy hit me with that question and I was just like, oh, okay, this isn't going to be a conventional interview because I've never, never would have, nobody ever would have expected to get in that question. So I dug deep and, and the answer to his question was, I went through a pretty serious bout of anorexia and it was about the same time my parents were getting divorced and I kind of felt like, I, I felt isolated. My sisters had left for college, so I grew up, big family, four, three older sisters, they all left, I was by myself, my parents got divorced, I literally was 115 pounds and right now I'm 195, like that's what I should weigh. So I was emotional, I wasn't eating, I was unhealthy and I literally one day woke up and I just said no more. I'm going to gain control of my life. I'm going to become healthy again. I'm go and that I think was the moment that defined my work ethic, my drive, deciding to 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 do something and be the person to make a change as opposed to just, you know, sitting there in a puddle of my own tears. And so he I answered that he goes that's incredible. He said my my story was I was poor my entire life. He goes we could barely I couldn't afford you know new socks. He was like my parents were totally poor. And I literally decided one day, he said, this is it. I'm going to do something huge. I'm going to create something huge. And I'm never going to live like this. Money will not be a factor in my life for me, my family, my kids. And then he went on now to build a what is a $20 million company on track to be a $100 million company. So this guy, you know, really an amazing entrepreneur, successful entrepreneur. But the conversation that we had then segued in and I'll try to make this quick too because I could probably talk about this conversation we we were supposed to meet for 30 minutes we talked for about an hour and a half uh, that's how much of a not interview this was long story short he basically came to the conclusion he said he said what is it that you want out of life I mean that was like the second question he asked me and I was just like <laughs> I was like huh dude like what a well, question he's actually, he's actually asking real questions like he, he didn't ask me his, he probably loves all of his employees because he actually gets to know them in the interview and asks the questions that he's actually curious about that's amazing 
I love that. He didn't ask me a single question about anything on my resume. He didn't ask me about the coffee company. He didn't ask me about my experience in science. He didn't ask me about my, my work in cancer research or commercial real estate. He didn't ask me a single question about the skill sets that I acquired doing those things. It was literally, it was literally what was the moment that defines your entrepreneurial drive and what do you want out of life? Like, what is your vision? What's your mission? And I was just like, okay, again, one of the most real interview questions I've ever gotten because he's trying to figure out, does it make sense for you to work for my company? You know, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Who are you and what makes you tick? What makes you work? Exactly. And so the, the, the long story short was he goes, look, don't be impatient. He said, if I can give you a piece of unsolicited advice, he goes, don't be impatient. He said, you are too young to be chasing instant gratification or money. He goes, you could you could tell me, yes, I wanna work for you. And he said, I would be beyond happy to take you on. You'd make probably $150,000 your first year. He said, you would only go up from there. He said, I don't wanna see you do that. He goes, I wanna see you pursue the thing that you truly wanna do. He said, you have a vision, you have a mission. He said, you're too young to not chase that right now. He said, just money aside, don't even think about money. He goes, whatever you do in life, you're gonna be successful, you're gonna make money. So he said, ask yourself what it is that you wanna do. And that was the inter that was the conclusion of the interview. He goes, Bondi, it was a pleasure speaking with you. He literally said, follow up with me if you if you think you had a change of heart and you want this position it's yours but he said i strongly encourage you to follow exactly what it is you want to do not money and i was like that was a that was a life-changing interview to have with somebody who's built a 20 million dollar company i have chills dude i have chills that's insane that is that is amazing crazy so so i literally just hung up that that interview and i was like that was the I couldn't even explain how I was feeling in the moment because everybody can watch these types of talks on on YouTube and listen to famous speakers like Gary Vee say, you know, chase what you're passionate about. You know, don't chase money. Money doesn't make you happy. And and he had all kinds of one-liners that I could that I could talk about in here, but it was a real candid conversation that he had with me. It was like I was getting consulted by a successful entrepreneur. I mean, it was just absolutely life-changing, completely solidified this this idea that we have and what we're doing for me personally like i was already confident he he just absolutely i he dude he took me leaps and bounds beyond confident and and uh just affirmed that i'm doing what we should be doing and i'm doing what i want to be doing and that this is what i should be doing i'm almost i i almost feel speechless like i almost i, I feel like i need to process this a little bit more i don't know why but i feel like that is such a big deal. There's just, there's so many takeaways from that. Not only, you know, in, in what you're going to do with the rest of your life, but with hybrid in general, the way he interviewed you, I'm not sure if he does that with everybody or if you just truly interested him to, he's like, you know what? I'm not even going to interview this kid. I'm just going to get to know him. But either way, I love that. And that's how I have imagined us interviewing our staff is really just getting to know them, not tell me about a situation where you did this or that. And sometimes that information is useful if it's genuine. But I, I think we really need to get the no, get to know the heart of who will be working for us because for what we're trying to do is extremely important because that's everything at hybrid everything about hybrid is the people that the people is hybrid it's not the building it's the people right and and that's a that's an excellent point to make but i loved it just i i, I loved it equally because 
I, again, I think the really interesting thing was he didn't give a shit about my skill set or what I was capable of. He was like, what do you want out of life? And I was like, that is how you get somebody on. Look, he goes, dude, I would love to hire you. You're smart, you're young, you're driven. He goes, you're everything that I need for this role. But he goes, I just wanna make sure that it's what you want. And I was like, that is how you build a sustainable business because if your employees are good at what they do but don't wanna be doing it, ultimately they're gonna not perform as well as somebody who would. And I think that right there just, like you said, is going to completely change the way that we sit down and talk to people about about bringing them on the team. And you know, the question's gonna be why not tell me about your skills. <laughs> yeah, I agree because with passion and, and things that people really love and enjoy and, and want to do, that's not, I don't think it's really teachable. I think we all just love what we love, right? But when it comes to the skills, I mean, those are 100% teachable. And so they really should be secondary to why do you want this job? Why do you think you would enjoy doing this job? Even if you don't have the skills yet, those are teachable, but you can't really teach somebody to love a job that they just don't have any passion for. For example, me working in engineering for an oil company, I mean, I could find ways to rationalize it and, and feel better about it, but I'll never have the passion for working in oil that I'll have in being in community with people and playing sports and having fun with them and surfing and doing all these things. I'll never have that love for the oil industry. And so that's awesome that he started with the most important thing. And I'm sure he assumed you had skills, but like you said, he didn't care. He didn't ask. And that's that's so cool. I, I love the way he did that, man. I, I see us having interviews the same way. And I think not only we'll enjoy it, but I think whoever's being interviewed will also enjoy it, enjoy it and appreciate not being asked dumb questions that they have to study for, but instead, you know, real personal questions. Because we do want to have real relationships with the people who work for us. I would say more with us. It was. It was awesome. And again, to to not only to take it a level deeper, he saw my resume and he saw the entrepreneurial things I've done. And his question wasn't, tell me about this thing that you've done. He immediately in his head, and this is because he's an entrepreneur, he goes, what was it that made you want to do these things? He was curious as to why I did them, not what I was doing while I was doing them. And that's, again, it takes a special mind to recognize and then ask that question. And I had such a respect for him when, when he asked me that question because I said, I've never been asked that question. And if I were to, in some instance, interview ever again, I would never be asked that question again. So it was just, I had such a mutual respect and it's like, that's the kind of level of thinking that an entrepreneur has, a successful one. He knows what, what, what really is at the root of things, and that's what he went right for. He wasn't, oh, tell me about the system that you, so what, you know, what point of sale do you use? How did you incorporate, uh, you know, a CRM for your, your business prospects? So he was just like, well, why did you do all that stuff? <laughs> and what do you feel like made you think that way? I was like, <laughs> wow. I think at the core of most entrepreneurs who have been in the game for an extended period of time. And this is just from people I've seen on YouTube and just any entrepreneur that I've been exposed to. I think at the core, there is some reason they're doing what they're doing beyond money. And so I think when he saw 
a lot of people go to work for a paycheck. Honestly, that's what I'm doing and have been doing for two years. I hate to say it, but that's truly what I've been doing. But I think with entrepreneurs who have been doing it for many years, there's something beyond money. There's some reason beyond money why they're doing what they're doing. And I think when he saw your resume and saw your entrepreneurial ventures, and not only that, but the coaching experience and stuff like that, I think he knew that there had to be a why beyond money. And that why may have been, oh, to provide for my son. If you had kids, you don't have kids, but if you had kids, that might've been your why. But he knew that there was something beyond and, and he, he wanted to, he wanted to fish it out. And I guess that's the difference, right? If you were, if you were someone else and had come in there with just a resume of work experience and not these go getter type experiences, he may have, he may have asked you different questions and he may have asked you questions more about your skills because he knew that you were a skill-based person, not really an intrinsically motivated person. Right. And, and like I said, the whole interview, he went on to give me business advice and talk to me about what I should be focused on. And I think the big, the other big thing that I took away from that was his, he said, why do you feel he asked me what I wanted to do and I told him exactly what I wanted to do. I told him about the hybrid headquarters. I told him about hybrid, I told him about all this stuff. And he said, well, again, why do you want to work for me? Why do you want to come to this company? He was like, why did you submit your resume? Another huge impactful thing he said was everything you're doing right now, if, if you're lucky to be one of the people young enough to have a, a vision and a mission, he said, everything you do from now until you reach that point should be benefiting or getting you closer to that end goal. And I literally was like, okay. That's everything we've been trying to do. I mean, that's why I'm leaving my job to be a personal trainer. That's insane. I love when we hear things that are like, that tell us we're doing it right. It's like, oh my gosh, that is so relieving. I mean, even better is when we hear things that say, oh, we weren't thinking about that. We need to start doing that. But when we hear that we're doing things right, it's like, oh, well, thank God I haven't been thinking crazy or wasting time. That's insane, man. That's wow. I love that. So when when he said that, I was like, holy shit, because again, I'm thinking business development role, sales, I'm going to be networking, I'm going to be calling, emailing, building databases, connect. I'm like, that's what we, you know, that's sales. It's unavoidable. It's business. But even in a position like that, learning from him, he said, dude, I'm sure there's some things I could teach you. But he goes, everything you do should be directly building and and moving towards that end goal. And he, I mean, again, I was like, wow, like I thought getting a position like this was that. But no, I get what he's saying. It, it, it Specifically working towards that vision, not not that general sort of, well, it's going to help. No, like in in. And again, really, I was like, I was kind of taken back for a second. I was like, I just, all I could say was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yesterday I had called my friend and one of my favorite things to do in Houston is go on bike rides. When you came, I took you on a bike ride. So we met up yesterday at a park called Eleanor Tinsley Park that I know I brought you to. It has this view overlooking downtown. We got there, we were talking for a minute. It was probably like 6.30 PM. And there was this group of people working out um it was some kind of group fitness deal and i i was like that's so cool like you know it was so inspiring to just see them doing it right and it was just i was like man i I can't wait for us to be doing that in a year or two and so one of the guys working out was like hey man you want to join i was like 
yeah, I didn't work out today. Sure. You know, uh, he's like, all right. So I, I threw my bag down and actually my buddy Dylan joined as well. And he was wearing like, I was wearing workout clothes. He was wearing normal clothes that he still joined, which I loved. I was like, dude, I love that. I, I, I love that. So we got in and we finished up at the moment they were doing abs. So we finished up the ab workout and the guy was asking me these questions about where I was from and all this stuff. Well, at the end of their workout, they they play soccer. I guess that's just how their workouts go. So for like 10 minutes, we all played soccer. It was a bunch of girls and guys, and there was probably like 10 or 15 of us. Yeah, it was really fun. They had the cone set up and everything with this beautiful view of downtown. And at the end, you know, well, throughout, I was talking to him, and it turns out he was the owner of the company. The company is called Sphere, and I had been exposed to them about two years ago from somebody that I knew that lived in Houston. She had told me about Sphere and why it was awesome. I didn't end up joining. I, I lived a little bit away from downtown at the time, so logistically it would have been hard for me to join, but so I did this workout. It was so fun, and it was at, in the moment, I couldn't stop smiling because all I could think about was we are going to be doing this soon. Like this is going to be so cool leading this and making this happen. And it was really just hitting me. And at the very end, so actually to add to that, not only was he welcoming, but the girl leading the class was very welcoming. Hey, yeah, come on, come join. Here's a spot for you. And even the people in the class were like, Hey, what's your name? And all this stuff. I felt at first they were in the middle of a workout. So they didn't say anything, but after people came up and said, Hey, I'm you know Stephanie or this, that, and everybody was so welcoming. Well, when it all wrapped up, they're like, hey, we're gonna go do a, a, a no, sh I think they called it a, a no shower happy hour. I said, yo, I'm definitely stealing that line, number one. And number two, I'll come. So I ended up meeting them out for drinks and food and stuff. What really got me about this group, I guess this group specifically, because I've only been a part of one of their workouts, was the sense of community. It was one of the most welcoming groups of people I've ever been around in my life. Like it was, it was amazing. And all I could think about was hybrid has to feel like this. Everybody has to feel welcome. Like literally we needed another person or two for soccer and people were just walking by on the sidewalk and the owner, which he was actually doing the workout with everybody. So you wouldn't really know he was the owner. He would just yell at people walking by, yo, we need another player for soccer. You want to come play or, hey, you want to come join the workout? Just like he did with me, just getting random people to come join the workout. And I just loved that. Like everybody was welcome. Everybody was welcome and appreciated. It was so cool. Turns out that it's actually a nationwide company. They have groups all over the country, which is really cool. They have multiple locations in Houston. I think they have Florida, Texas, or Florida, Texas, Florida, Texas, California, a couple other states. Uh, I, I don't know how many. I don't know the extent. I didn't get a chance to ask too many questions, but it was so inspiring in so many different ways. And the part that I feel like changed my perspective was we've been talking about the gym quite a bit, but and, and we have nine, 10 months to really get all this hashed out, right? But I loved the way and we've already talked about doing this, but he was doing this sport in public. But one thing that I never thought of was the way he got people involved. Hey, yo, we need another player. Come on, you wanna come join? Or like, let's say we're doing a group workout somewhere. Yo, you wanna come join? I loved that. I, I just, I was like, oh, it's literally that simple. And now they have me. Now I wanna go be a part of it because all the people were so nice and welcoming. We have to create a culture like that. It, it was insanely welcoming. I, I mean, it, it was, it was so cool. It, it was perspective changing. Apparently they go on trips together. This one of the trainers was explained to me, they'll do away games. It's a soccer based fitness company. 
They'll do like away games where they'll travel somewhere. And I, I think they'll actually do workouts and play and stuff in these places that they travel to. But it was just, it was so cool how connected they all were. It was so much more than just a group of people that they exercise with. I, I feel like they truly felt like a family. I mean, they went a happy hour together after, which I would love to yeah. do with, with our stuff. But it was, it was so cool. I, I want your thoughts on it. I'm, I'm yeah, curious what you think. I, that's really awesome. I, I can reflect on that through the gym that I'm at right now here in Kissimmee. And one of the things that I think super awesome is that there is always the gym owner who is the one that's training me for the bodybuilding competition. He's always talking about these events that they have and things that they do together. And there's something here called, um, it's like magical dining. And basically when September comes, all the tourists are leaving. And so all of the restaurants that are on Disney and at Disney and Universal, the really expensive restaurants have like half off. So they'll let you come and everything. And we're talking like fancy stuff, all half off. So he said the gym will all get dressed up like 90 people will come out and go and and that sounds and so it was the fun. same thing I was like that's so awesome because imagine being the one there sitting there looking at 90 people there eating at this event not a not event but restaurant that you know was is happening because of you and these people are going to actually build long-term I mean these are going to be lifelong friends for some of these people some of these people are probably going to have friends that they meet through the gym that are going to help them through a divorce, financial struggle, like something real. And you're the one that made that connection. And so to speak to this, the experience you had when you're starting a gym, to me, the impactful aspect of the gym isn't just in enhancing somebody's physical health. It's in the relationships you form. It's in the community you create, because that is going to impact people inside and outside the gym for the rest of their lives if if they truly become one of those members and and if you try to create that environment i guarantee you you will have lifelong members because they're going to say this has benefited me in every aspect of my life and i think that that kind of thing is is amazing and i also love the way that he was so open about it i mean the thing is you're gonna have people when you're out in public doing something and say hey man we need another one for the game you're going to have people that are just like nah man not interested you're gonna have people that are just like weird oh looks. yeah yeah somebody said no and 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 but then you're gonna have people like you who come along and are just like hell yeah and now guess what he's got somebody that's like i i loved that i like what they do i like that company i like that guy i like those people and that is that's the name that you are gonna have built for yourself so i i i that's awesome man. and what an experience to have while we're in this headspace since it happened last night, I literally haven't stopped thinking about how we can implement similar things into hybrid because all I could think about was that was so fun, so enjoyable and so welcoming, as I've said a million times. And it's how do we make hybrid like that? One interest, one thing I liked that they did was after the workout, they played 10 minutes of soccer. We haven't talked about the specifics of that, but I kind of love that because it's almost a reward for working out. Not only that, but when you do a team sport after working out together, I feel like you build this bond amongst people. Not only do you do that during the workout, but then when you bring the team sport into it, whether it's spike ball, frisbee, soccer, whatever it is, you then have to like work alongside them and work with them and then compete against each other. And I feel like it establishes that relationship so much more and i would love to implement that in what we do maybe we do a 40 minute workout and then 10 15 minutes of spike ball or or however we do it but i 
it was just such a fun way to work out. Like it was, it was awesome. And yeah, and that's exactly. So I think the the unique aspect of a gym is their ability to create those types of events. And when I say events, I just mean have those unique aspects where they provide a platform where people can experience and do things like play soccer. And imagine being somebody who wants to play spike ball or wants to play ultimate frisbee. Well, if it's just you, you kind of shit out of luck unless you want to try to find people that want, want to play these things. And there's groups, of course, it's pretty easy now, but when you're a gym, one of the powerful aspects of one of the ways that you have power being a gym is that you have this giant this community this group of people who likes physical exercise it's up to the gym owner to then go hmm maybe we should be doing ultimate frisbee on saturdays or soccer or spike ball or in incorporate those types of sports and then say hey everybody who wants to come out come out and then you're providing the opportunity by leveraging your members and connections to to let people do these things that they would probably do if they had the opportunity, but it's difficult to to find that. And not only that, but I love the idea of making it a part of the workout. Like, let's say we have a, you know, it's at the end, we all just play spike ball. It's like known. And with this company at the end, they all know they're going to play 10 or 15 minutes of soccer, however long they do. And I love that because then it almost forces people to not be shy about playing the game they're all kind of they kind of think like oh it's a part of the workout i got to do it and then once they do it they have fun they meet these people and then they're way more likely to do it again so it would be really cool to have some of our group fitness workouts literally be based on a sport you know right well we have talked yeah we i feel like we've touched on that before just how we would love for there to be like however whatever the the interval is like let's say it was every other weekend we held some sort of sporting competition where or tournament and it's like everybody knows at our gym every other saturday there's some sort of tournament whether it's badminton whether it's spike ball whether it's sand volleyball and people just know that when you're when you're a member you know you get to participate in these tournaments and that is fun it's exercise it like you said builds the community and I love when I see that in gyms. And the the best part of all of that is it's literally at the discretion of the, the owner. And and to be able to be the one creating that is super exciting because you're just, again, that's going to be so impactful beyond physical fitness, which is amazing. I mean, to be able to have that sort of impact on somebody's life. So I, I, I again, I think that's super cool. You experience that. And we definitely are going to want to take that forward and incorporate that into our gym. You know, as I was saying earlier, when you told your story, I think it's going to be so important to hire people that are just as welcoming as we feel we want them to be and need them to be. Because I don't want them to walk in and feel like, oh, those people over there, they already have teams. I shouldn't try and join and play on that game. I want people to walk in and as they're walking by, hey, uh, you know, it's open volleyball. Come play if you want or hey, come join us. We need one more person just like they did yesterday because at that point, you know, that person may have been thinking, oh, it'd be really fun to play with them. But, the, you know, like I said, they, they probably have full teams and, it, and then you just don't even do it and you go and you do your own workout. I want everything. I want it to be so clear to the members and the guests that you are welcome to join in on anything at any time, even if we got to have a sub player. And that's the same way it was when I played Ultimate Frisbee last week. It's like whenever people showed up, yep, they joined in and maybe there would be a sub player or or whatever it was. But I, 
I just loved it and I love the community. I'm, it got me so excited. It, I'm, I'm just so fired up about us doing that. And I was thinking, you know, I, if I got to talk to the owner again, I'd love to say, man, what does it feel like every time you work out with a group of people and you play soccer with their group of people, knowing that you brought everybody together through your company. That must feel so cool, so rewarding, and just so fun. And what was funny was, and I actually want to do this now, I wasn't sure where I thought about this, but he was working out with everybody while one of his coaches was training them. I kind of want to do that. I, I kind of love that. Like that's, he's truly a part of it. We talk about how we want to be a part of it. He he's truly a part of it. He played in the soccer, did the workout. Yeah. And, and, and that's what one thing that I was going to say is like for the competitions and the sports, it's like, I'm going to be the first person to say, oh, somebody needs a teammate for spike ball. Tag me in. Like, let's go. We're doing this. And to be, I feel like when people are like, oh, the gym owners come and play like that to me is, is really what makes everybody feel welcome when they're like, nobody feels like there's the hierarchy. And obviously there's a, some degree of hierarchy, but it's not like it's, it's there. Like, no, we're the, the owners. We coordinate this stuff. And then we just sit there and watch a ref or something. It's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand and say, uh, I want to play spike ball. Yes, <laughs> it's like, hell yeah. I, I, all I'm doing is creating this environment for people to have the opportunity to do the things I want to do and that they want to do. <laughs> It, with them, and, and I think that's super cool. Again, it's super powerful, and I've seen that in, in gyms, but I definitely have also been in the gyms where the owner is just usually behind the desk. Um, of course, there's the business side, and you have to make that run, but you know when you see them in there constantly and they work out during off hours, like... Of course, I get it logistically. There's probably, you know, reasons that they're they're doing that. But it's like I also think it's important for people to see you in the gym doing what they're doing, like seeing that you truly are the gym. You're not just here to run this money making business, you know. And like you've talked about, you're not probably going to make that much money off the gym, but you know, you really want people to know that you're in this because you love it and you do it, and it is your life. So that's again, again, I. I that's super cool, and I would love to be able to have that impact. And we will. I say love. I mean, we will. <laughs> yeah, when we do. Yeah, I'm just. I'm so excited for it, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so fun. What a wonder, wonderful podcast this has been. It. You know, you had been telling me for about two days, and I feel bad that we had to kind of delay. You know, from when you first had the interview. This just happened to me last night, so I'm fired up and ready to go. You know, but I'm so glad we got to talk about this, and I think this, these experiences, and and. These experiences truly are why we wanted to have this podcast. It was it was meant to share our experiences and these crazy things that happened to us. And in this case, what two wonderful pieces of experience and to talk about. I know when my mom listens to this, she's going to love your story. I loved your story. Everybody's going to love your story. That was awesome and super inspiring and I can't wait to see what happens next. It seems like every other day something's happening that we have to talk about like this. Yeah, I, I also really hope that somebody listens to that and then they ask themselves that question that he asked me. And I Because what if you were in that interview? What if you were the one sitting there and the owner of the company asked you, what do you want out of life? What would you have said? Because I feel like a lot of people would probably get a little stuck. And that's not to say that I you know, I, I don't believe that other people have the ability to answer that question. I think we all do, but I also think that 
we sort of shy away from that because we're focused on, I'm in this interview, I want this job, I want to make money. And he literally just pulled me out of that mindset and was like, no, tell me what you want out of life. And I really do urge people to listen to this and just go, hmm, have I ever asked myself the question? Has anybody ever asked me that question? Because it really did impact me. And that's even with us already doing this stuff and asking each other questions. So I just, I really hope that there's something there and the conversation I had with him, like I said, was an hour and a half. There's so much I can talk about. But when he said that, I, I it really just just completely melted away all things interview, and it was just real. And I could tell he was talking to me as a human being, and not as a you know potential employer. But to also hear him ask a question from the position that he's in was was incredible. And to to hear him talk about some of the other I would I'll say aspects of entrepreneurship like you it seems like you're just a little impatient you know and impatience is something that I think cripples a lot of people and in my experience I think it has as well I mean the only reason that I reached out to this position or reached out to this company sent my resume is because I felt like I needed to be doing something and making money right now you know have a job right now and he really just kind of checked me on that and said, is this going to directly relate to that end goal? And I was like, the the answer was no. But I, I basically had made myself think that this was a good thing to do because it was sales and I would make money and it was flexible on the hours. So that whole conversation with him changed the way that I look at all other opportunities because now I'm asking myself, does that directly benefit hybrid? the end goal of hybrid. And I, from this point forward, will constantly ask myself that question when it goes to what I'm doing with my time or where I'm focusing my energy because that's really what matters. So sadly, my camera was the one to overheat this time and it won't turn back on. So you're going to have to be the one to wrap it up so that the one wrapping it up is not uh, (laughs) no video. All right, we'll call it here. We are this close, okay? We are this close, everybody, to these podcasts just being smooth sailing. We had a little bit of a flub on my side today too, but again, we're figuring this shit out. Honestly, episode, it's like episode six, five maybe that we've recorded. So again, we hope this is going to be hundreds of episodes. So I think for us still figuring this stuff out, episode five, we're, we're pretty much at the cusp of making sure we got everything figured out. So thanks again for listening at Becoming Hybrid. Everything's going to be up there. These episodes are uh, full swing every week and join in for the experience. And we love feedback, please. So reach out to us individually, comment on these and let us know uh, if you guys found something impactful to you or if there's something that you want us to talk about, have questions about the process. So that's it for today's episode and we'll see you all in the next one. Say say bye, Ryan. They, they can't see you, but say bye. Can't see me, but uh, <laughs> see ya. Thanks, y'all. All right, peace out, y'all. Thank you.